everybody. My name is Tim. Welcome to the first episode of Theology Taco. What are we going to talk about on Theology Taco? Well, we're going to talk about pretty much everything that interests me and that relates to faith in some way. So we're going to talk a lot about pop culture, hot topics in the church, and differences in Christian theology because I'm a nerd. Um, why am I talking about all this? Well, I have this canned line here that says, as a way to filter through the noise. But seriously, there's a lot of people saying a lot of things. Some of those uh, people and things are not very reputable, so they're not reliable. I have a, a bachelor's degree in uh, biblical studies and theology, and I'm currently pursuing my master's of divinity. Um, right now so hopefully I can be reputable and re reliable source to you I also want uh, Christians to be able to get a better understanding of their faith um, and I want more people who are maybe non-believers to understand how big Christianity is for example here in America we have uh, a very large Protestant branch of Christianity uh, but there's also Catholicism. That's part of Christianity. And then there's the Orthodox Church, which is like the Greek Orthodox um, Church that you may or may not have heard. Um, so when I said I wanted to get people to have a better understanding of their faith, let me just take you through some of my life. Uh, I was, I guess I was born, you know, into a Christian family. I was raised uh, in the church, I guess, but I didn't pay a lot of uh, attention to it. And when I went through a lot of uh, difficult times, I thought, hey, maybe I should give this faith thing uh, a try. And uh, I'm glad I did because it ended up working out and uh, just sort of propelling me through life. And one of the first books of the Bible that I seriously read was the the Gospel of Matthew and I was just blown away by what it meant for the church and I didn't at the time I was asking these questions I was saying to myself why aren't we the church doing this and now I look back on on the book of Matthew and my time reading it and I think it, it's, it wasn't saying to me, why aren't we doing this as a church, but why, why Tim, haven't you been doing this, or why aren't you doing this? So, and, and, and I'll go into that uh, more about what this, what doing this actually is. But it sort of leads me into my first topic. And the topic uh, is based on this book by... Howard Stone and James Duke. It's called How to Think Theologically. And one of the first things that they state is that if you're a Christian, then you're a, th a theologian. And sometimes it's not that easy because when people think of, of a theologian, they might think of a, a stuffy uh, white professor, you know, surrounded by a bunch of books. Well, I don't I am white but hopefully you don't see me as stuffy but I I do like to surround myself with books so basically 
that gives you a picture of a nerd or somebody who's out of touch. But in reality, theology is discussing God. It's the study of God. So, yes, we're reading a lot of books, but we're also studying the Bible, which is uh, what every Christian should do. And we're not just studying the Bible. We're looking at how the Bible can apply to our life. We have to look at the context within the Bible, like who the author is speaking to, why they're addressing the audience in such a manner. And really, you know, we have to, to grasp what the audience was going through at the time that it was written and how we can apply it to our life now. And so you're going to go through life as a Christian getting questions asked uh, to you. You're not just going to, you know, go through life, uh, everybody ignoring your faith. If you're, you know, reading the Bible, if you're praying for people, if you're talking about your faith, people are going to ask you questions. And how you answer can determine whether or not somebody becomes interested in your faith. And so that is when you become a theologian. You have to explain your, your faith, why the Bible says what it says, and what it's saying to us today. And so that's where two different types of theology come into play. The first is embedded theology. And that's what the day-to-day -day, uh, theology that's lived out by Christians. Um, it's formed by the understanding of faith which is disseminated by the church and is assimilated by its members. So uh, an example of somebody who, ha who has embedded theology, they might say, my church and my faith means a lot to me. Well, there's a lot wrapped up in that statement, which includes things like memories, beliefs, values, feelings, hopes, etc. Embedded theology, and it, it's also very quick, to defend hot-button moral and social issues such as uh, abortion and, you know, <laughs> uh, I guess abortion is, is the real big one that I, uh, that everybody likes to argue about. But, you know, there's, there's a downside to embedded theology, and that is that it's not really reflective of uh, thinking of thinking on matters of faith like it doesn't value uh, re very reflective and critical thought and, and it oftentimes relies on the pastor to, to do the theological heavy lifting now there's nothing wrong with uh, a pastor doing uh, the heavy theological lifting um, to quote my pastor don't hear what I'm not saying you want the pastor to be able to do the heavy theological lifting. But a lot of people will go to church, hear the message, and then maybe tune out the rest of the week and just, uh, you know, uh, go through their life without reflecting more on what they heard the pastor speak. So when pressed for a better explanation of... Uh, by an opposing side or someone who uh, 
interested in faith or, you know, interested in trying to talk you out of faith, you know, one, a person might stammer or give like a, a pat answer or a can, a canned answer, um, you know, and that results in, in a skepticism and an indifference towards faith. It's not only true for non-believers, but for Christians as well. Um, I think it's interesting in the book, um, the authors highlight that there's a lot of uh, Christians who have had to gone through counseling either with the, the pastor of their church or with a, a therapist or psych, psychologist or whoever who have been scarred by what passes for Christianity in their homes and in their churches. And I'm not going to go into it too much, but uh, my family, you know, we, we've experienced that, that I've had some family members who have been scarred by what they've been taught when, when they were younger in the church about marriage and, and, and men, uh, men and women and their roles in the home. And it's not like, I'm not gonna like, uh, go off the deep end about, um, gender roles, but it was more, um, on the oppressive side. And so embedded theology, it can lead to a lot of, uh, crises in faith, but Crises may lead uh, to a need for serious reflection on an issue related to faith. And that brings in the next type of theology, which is deliberative theology. The author states that deliberative theology is the process of reflecting on multiple understandings of the faith implicit in the lives of Christians in order to develop the most adequate understanding possible. So in the pursuit of knowledge, that person embedded theology could not provide a good enough answer for um, the crisis that they're going through. And uh, the method of uh, deliberative theology takes on uh, everything presented and then it looks beneath the surface to get at the heart of the matter that can you know, with, withstand scrutiny. Uh, when you utilize deliberative theology, it may be able to give you uh, a decent answer to a non-believer that is pre pressing you with questions, or it can answer really, well, it, it can give you, I don't want to say an answer to questions like, uh, why did God let this person die? Because that in itself represents deliberative theology, where as you know embedded theology say why did god take my loved one away uh, deliberative theology recognizes that god didn't take them away but god allowed their death to happen and so it can lead you down uh, a road that might have greater understanding of the character of god but it can also help your understanding with sin and salvation uh, and uh, the nature of or the purpose of the church and a Christian view of, of right and wrong. And so when I was talking about the book of Matthew, it, the book of Matthew obviously talks, oh, if you're familiar with it, I shouldn't say obviously, but it talks a lot about the kingdom of God and what the kingdom is like 
and what you need to do to become part of the kingdom of God. And Jesus spoke in many parables of what the kingdom is like, and a lot of people didn't have an easy time understanding uh, those parables because they decided right off the bat that, you know, they didn't want to try. But there is a, a lot of good, I don't want to say metaphors, but Jesus is totally getting to the heart of what the kingdom of God is looking like. And when I ask myself, well, why isn't the church looking like the kingdom? Why aren't we doing the things like um, the, the kingdom of God should be doing? Well, the church was, I wasn't. And so it led me on on this path of wanting to understand the, the kingdom of God more. It led me to eventually start my undergraduate program and just, you know, dive uh, headfirst into my faith and relationship with God. And through that, God keeps calling me out further. I... I wish I was more uh, eloquent with what to say, but I guess I want to start with the story of, of Peter walking on the water. He he asked, he said to Jesus, just call me out and I'll come out. And so Jesus called out Peter to come uh, onto the water. And of course, Peter faltered, but he did obey the Lord. He did walk out on the water. And though he looked around himself and he he got scared. He took that next step. He took the step that to deepen his faith to get closer to God. And so that's kind of what the book of Matthew did for me. And, and that's what studying theology and just really diving into my faith, seeking after those answers that are difficult and that are my embedded theology that I developed over the course of my life couldn't answer because I was hearing the things that the pastor was, was saying. I was singing the songs that we sang at church, but I didn't go further until I decided to answer Christ's call to come out further. You know, if Jesus is going to call Peter out onto the water, he's going to call you out and he's going to call you to maybe even greater things than you, you thought possible. And I just want to encourage you to do that. And this podcast is going to be dedicated to helping you, hopefully equipping you to step out onto the water to explore your faith so that you can find the answers that are there that Jesus and God is providing you through Scripture and through prayer and, and through meditation but so that you can provide answers to other people who are desperately seeking answers. And so I'm going to cut this podcast short because uh, I ran out of stuff to talk about, but I should be back next week uh, with a new topic, and um, I'm going to go back to watching this terrible movie called Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman. Bye.